Hi everyone, Richard Tubb here with episode four of Tub Talk, the podcast for IT consultants. Wow, episode four already. I want to say a huge thank you to everyone who's got in touch with feedback on the first three episodes. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, putting this podcast out there was uh, a little bit nerve-wracking for me, uh, something new to me and uh, something I wasn't particularly comfortable with doing. Nobody likes to hear the sound of their own voice, I don't think. And uh, yeah, there's lessons to be learned over the the quality of the audio and um, really picking that up as I go along. But the podcast um, feedback has been overwhelmingly positive at the moment. People have been really kind about the interviews that we've uh, put up already. And in this episode of Tub Talk, I'm going to be speaking to DK about going beyond social media marketing. Now, social media and social media marketing is something very much of interest to IT consultants and managed service providers. How do you do it? How do you get yourself out there? How do you get the confidence to put yourself out there uh, and attract interest from other people? I'm going to be speaking with DK about that today, how to do it properly. I really hope you enjoy our interview. Hi everyone, Richard Tubb here with another interview and today I'm speaking with DK, yes, just a D and a K, originally from Wales, now residing in New Zealand. Now, um, we're going to be talking about going beyond social media marketing. Now, I know DK doesn't believe in social media experts, but he's been doing this for a good 12 years or so, so he definitely knows a thing or two. DK, how are you doing, my friend? I'm very well, really pleased to be here, thank you. Well, thanks for joining us. And before we kick things off, actually, I know you've recently uh, organized TEDx Wellington. So I'm really grateful for you joining us when you must be exhausted from, from putting together an event of that magnitude. And I know many of my listeners are familiar with the uh, TEDx event. So tell us, how did TEDx Wellington go? Um, yeah, we nailed it, which is a really nice thing to say, to have, to be able to say. It was 400 people. We sold out in three hours flat a couple of Weeks before, when we went, uh, the tickets went on sale, we had 12 speakers, and it was the first city-licensed event. So um, some of your listeners will be aware that TED runs a license format so that you can apply and run a, a similar-style event, which is called the TEDx event. Uh, same format, you know, no speakers longer than 18 minutes, um, but you run it locally. That's where the names come from, TEDx, whatever. Uh, we, I run two here when I arrived in um, Wellington two and a half years ago. I run two smaller ones. Uh, and that enabled me to then graduate and grow up into the city license. So that lifted the 100 limit threshold. So that's why we were up to 400 this year. And we had some really good speakers and sponsors and partners. And the whole event was just fascinating and wonderful to just sit back uh, because all your work's done by that point and you just sit back and, and watch it all happen. Um, but it was a, an intense period, a couple of months, but uh, fantastic. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. Uh, I'm really glad it went well. And I know uh, here in my local area, I've been to uh, TEDx Warwick a couple of times, and I'm always blown away by the levels of organization, the quality of the speakers, how much it inspires and motivates. So, you know, anyone listening who's not got themselves along to a, a TEDx event, um, uh, definitely worthwhile doing that. So, so let's uh, change tack a little bit. Let's talk about social media, which is a topic very, very close to your heart. Uh, I've seen you speak on a number of occasions um, about social media and always come away really, um, you, you really give the audience pause for thought uh, and to consider your words. So I'd like to kick off by asking when most people think about social media, what do you think the assumptions are that they make? What is social media to them? Most people think it's uh, Facebook and Twitter, and they're not wrong. They're right. Maybe LinkedIn. Um, and 
what most people lean towards when it comes to social is using it for, as a marketing channel. Um, and that's when I get involved and say, no, don't, and, and you're missing the point if you just use it for that. Um, and you probably you can recall me uh, on the stages shouting how much more social media can be for them as an organization, as an individual, as a group of people, as a collective, as a, as a department, not just using it to shout about themselves, which is the biggest the, the crime that you can commit on social anyway. But um a lot of people get it wrong for that one reason. It's not about the channels, really. It's a suite of tools. Social media is just a suite of tools, um, whether it be online or even on your phone. It's just a way of, of, of being social through different media um, outlets or channels or forms. And that's hence why the, it's called social media. And I've heard you refer to different types of personalities online before. Uh, you categorize people in different ways. Can you explain a bit uh, about that? Yeah, that came about for a couple of reasons. Um, I'm trying to remember. I think someone actually asked me like uh, a couple of different things, like what, where would you use social differently, what platforms and stuff, and then what types of people use it differently as well. And I've wrote a couple of blog posts about this, and I'll, I'll probably send you some notes and links you can put in the show notes. But the different types of social media users, um, I think one of my blog posts came up with six different types, and this is just my brain kind of figuring this stuff out, and I'm sure there's a huge amount more, but we all like to tidy things up and compartmentalize, but um, there's a lot of people obviously using it just to converse and connect with like-minded individuals, um, and that's the majority of people, I would say, is using it to converse, um, and that's great. That's where the Facebooks and Twitters come into it. Then there's a lot of people just using it to learn, you know, to connect with people who are their peers or, or they're using it to develop skills or deeper understanding. Um, so it's very much using it as a platform to develop their sense of self or their skill levels or capabilities in a specific area. There's people, um, and I would probably put myself in this one, although I put myself across the all, but uh, who are aggregators or curators, as I now call them, people who... who use it heavily to, 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 as a resource to pull stuff together. Um, and you're starting to see that heavily in the last couple of years, things like Tumblr and Pinterest and stuff like that. These are aggregated or curation um, points. Then you get the marketeers who only use it to shout about their products or their services, um, which is not wrong. It's just not the best way, and it's not right for me anyway. Um, but they just see social as a route to market. Um, and then the last two is like researchers who are simply like the lurkers who are using it just to hunt down uh, numbers and ideas or even the data scrapers of this world. Uh, and then last but not least, the small group, just the lurkers. You know, they, they really use it as an afterthought, but they're there, they lurk around it, but they're not active in any way. And I only did that just for someone asked me to do it. Uh, but it's kind of fun and it sharpens your mind to think about, well, which are the ones I'm missing out. And I'm sure your readers or your listeners will get in touch and say, what about X, Y, Z? Brilliant. Yeah, challenge me. I, I'm always open. I don't have the answers. I think I just got some cool questions. Yeah, so you believe in earning permission from a community before trying to extract value from it. I've heard you mention that before now. What are some of the classic mistakes you see people make when they take to social media? Classic mistakes is just talking too much. You know, um, I remember doing a hell of a lot of past podcasting back in the day, just like this. And I still do a few bits here and there nowadays. Um, but I remember interviewing like the head of 
marketing for Kodak and the head of marketing for McDonald's, I think like back to back in a couple of weeks or something. But they both said the same thing independently of each other, which I was fascinated by at the time. This was like in back in 2009 or 10, something like that. Um, and they both said they spent a year listening to social media channels, you know, or the, their customers or clients, whomever you call them. And I think that's the classic mistake is people jump on and just there's a cacophony of noise. That's why most people don't like it as well, because there's people talking about their cats and curtains and, and, and everything else. And it's boring, let's be honest. And what I find with social media and I love it for is that you can actually, when you get really good at it, you can actually comb through that silt. You can move the silt downstream, you know, and, and you can really get the good stuff, whether they use it like lists on Twitter or really have, have some fun with uh, RSS feeds and start to filter the noise, you know. Signal versus noise ratio is the biggest problem um, online. And, and curation is one of the ways, a skill set. Uh, I think uh, Clay Shirky said, you know, curation is the, the, the answer to filter failure. You know, because we have filter failure online. Uh, and you're right, I do believe in adding value to any type of community before you start to extract from it. And that's just a simple idea of real life scenario stuff that I think needs to be echoed and played out online. Most people see this social media stuff as an opportunity to just talk about themselves, their products, their services, their stuff. And you wouldn't do that in real life. And the best example of the, or the number one golden rule, which I've talked about, and I know you and I have talked about, which is just like, imagine it's a real life uh, room uh, with real people and you're talking in real time, <laughs> face to face. What wouldn't you do in that room? You know, if you were stood in front of someone, you wouldn't just talk at them constantly and show them pictures of, you know, your your food or, or the service you're trying to tell and just barrage them with, you know, information that you hope will convert them into a, a buyer or a, an audience or a market. When we meet people in real life, the best people are those who listen twice as much as they talk and then they connect you connect you to ideas, connect you to books, to films, to to blogs, or even people in that space with you. Oh, I need to connect you with Dave over there because he's doing a great thing. I just listened to what you said. Those connectors though, are adding value into the system. And that's the simplest way to approach social is like, I can listen a lot and then I connect. Maybe connect to someone who's just made, done a nice little blog post and I know something a little bit about that. I know a YouTube video they might like. Maybe I drop that into the blog post not just a, hey, that was good. It's like, hey, that was good. Have you seen this episode of this web seminar thing? You know, bang, that's how to do it. And there's going to be a lot of IT business owners listening to this podcast. And that what you've just said makes sense. And I've had conversations with people and said, hey, you've got to, you know, add value. And they, the, the, you, you know what I'm going to say, but the thing they always say back is, well, nobody's really interested in what I've got to say. What would you have to say to the people who uh, say that to you? They're right. <laughs> right. Nobody's interested in what I got to say, um, you know. But it's it's not about that. Uh, um, it's about trying to explain to people um, your value proposition. You you use that word quite rightly. Um, and when you use social, it challenges you to think of all the different ways you can explain that. Not just. Like one-to-one, I've got to tell you, hopefully I might have something on my phone that's got some pictures that I can show you. Or if it's software, I can open up my laptop and show you. You do that in real-life scenario. 
online you can do a lot more as well you can do webcasting podcasts you can you can link people together you can aggregate similar types of things um, to show that you have value or expertise in this area and nobody's going to care in the first instance but if you keep on adding value if you keep on cultivating your voice or fostering your voice whatever that might be and for many people the barrier is just that I don't have enough time to write I'm not a very good writer you know oh, I've got enough time to I haven't got enough time to even write a to-do list let alone a blog post every week and I say to those people well don't write you know, you probably catching a bus in the morning or driving in in your car. Could you do an audio podcast? That's really simple to do with all these apps out there now and, and to automate it to go to your blog. Might it be like a little video podcast? Might you not do it and someone else in your team because they're the ones with the passion and energy. You might not be the one to actually communicate the value of your business. Or maybe you're not the one trying to do that anyway. You're just out there adding value in different ways, whether it be on a community forum. He just so happened to be selling products and services to help people out. But in the first instance, instance you're adding value first. Again, not extracting from the community, adding value first. And how much information or how much value would people offer online? So one of the common uh, pieces of feedback that I hear is, and especially for my own stuff, for my own blog, I blogged as an IT business owner. I blog as someone who works with IT business owners now. And people will say, hey, Rick, why do you give away your trade secrets? <laughs> um, what would you say to people who are worried about giving away too much value online? I think it's a good Good point. You know, you, you have to think about what is your value proposition. Is it the fact that you have a piece of knowledge that by knowing and owning this piece of knowledge, that's the differentiator from the guy next door, right? So if, yeah, if you're posting that one bit of knowledge, yeah, you're scuppering yourself maybe for a deal. Um, but I guarantee that's not where you exist for that one piece of knowledge or even that couple or even that 10 or 100 blog posts that you could just share your knowledge. Um, you're not. It's, it's the accumulative you know, impact of all that knowledge or wisdom. Uh, and it's the, the deliverables as well. You know, you don't pay someone uh, a lot of money. Uh, what is it? That you don't pay a plumber to turn up to your house and to train there and work it out with a manual you pay him because he's been doing it for 20 years and he knows which tab to turn on and off or not or which screw to tighten or not and that's what you do online and and but even if you that plumber posted how to fix your sink there's plenty of people who don't even want to try to fix their sink they'd want someone to come in and do it for them um and 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 you know as well as i do the culture and the economy is just shifting anyway um, it's not about knowledge residing in a few hands of few and only be delivered that way. Uh, it's, it's a very diluted market out there for everything nowadays. And again, the rise in the last 10 years of pro-ams and not just golf. I mean, you know, these professional amateurs who just do it in their, their time and now better coders than the people who actually code for a living, for example, you know, um, and they're giving away all this stuff. So what is the differentiator there? Uh, differentiate, I still think, comes back to personality, connectivity, um, language, you know, how we use it and, and how we add value to what we do and connect those dots or even become a translator in this world. Um, yeah. Absolutely makes a lot of sense. 
Now, I've seen you, uh, when we talk about personalities, I've seen you on stage talk about some very notable personalities from the uh, past or very famous people, Einstein, Jimi Hendrix. Um, for, for people listening today, perhaps you could relay what you think Einstein, Jimi Hendrix and other people of, of that notable personalities, how would they use social media if they were alive today? Yeah, this is a fun little thing that I did. Again, um, someone asked me, was asking me about the commercializing aspect of social media. How can we commercialize it? And I was like, That's, there's, there's ways, definitely. And I have, you know, I get paid and still do because I've learned how to commercialize it. But my point was, well, think about all the greats in the world. And if they had access to these technologies, how would they commercialize it? They probably wouldn't. Um, and the, yeah, the Jimi Hendrix, imagine if he had SoundCloud um, or, you know, imagine if um, Amelia Earhart, you know, kind of geotagged or, or GPS to her maiden voyage acro across the, um, the Pacific or, yeah, imagine if Gandhi tweeted <laughs> stuff like that. So all I did was just throw a few people together, makes people go, OK, they're notable. And yeah, imagine if Einstein, you know, Google docked his notes. So they were open and accessible. And I'm sure he would have dug that. I'm sure he would have really embraced the idea of this, uh, this, this fact that we can have a global voice instantly. And his ideas weren't his own. He, he spoke openly about that, that he wanted to share and learn from other people. He wanted critiques. You know, and when someone criticized him and a thousand people found his theories wrong, he's, you know, he was like, well, one would have done. You know, I, I'm all right being criticized. Which comes back to a great um, quote, and I'm trying to find it for you, uh, which is um, a, a quote by one of the original Facebook guys, uh, by Jeff Hammer Baker. And he said, the best minds of my generation are thinking about how to make people click ads. And that sucks. And that's what really most people are trying to do with social media. Your posts, your social media marketing posts are ads to try and get you through into a sales funnel or back to your site. And that's fine to a certain degree, but wouldn't it be good if it was just a valuable piece of whatever? And it just so happens to sell other stuff as well. Mm, very interesting. Very interesting. So let's change tack just for a minute. Uh, let's talk about offline networking. You know, you've just done a TEDx Wellington event, which essentially is getting, you know, some of the best people in your area together under one roof to meet one another. What role or does offline networking still have a role? Oh, it's the ultimate, isn't it? You know, you, you still um, real life has more bandwidth is one of my little sayings I throw about a lot. And, and you can, can't replace the idea of pressing the palms and looking at someone's eyes and having a laugh as a, a small group and stuff. It will predominantly not always trump, but it will always be the lead um, in terms of just having that connection with people. i got to say, though, you know, I must admit, I've got friends who started out online. You know, and it developed over the last 10 years. And now I go and see them in San Francisco or whatever, you know. Um, but these started very much as peripheral players. Um, uh, but they started whether they be because they blogged about it, something and I left a comment or they left something on my blog and things. And that develops over time. Um, but offline, yeah, it still rules and you still got to be polite. And, and the real room scenario still works because you're offline as well. But majority of us don't have to train to be nice people. We kind of know what it means to be nice. Um, 
and if you need to be trained, well, you've probably got some other issues <laughs> going on and you shouldn't be on social media maybe. But most of us know how to act normally and, and be polite and, and listen, be attentive and try to, to help folks. And that's all we need to do. Yeah, I, I think, you know, it goes back to something you said earlier. If you if you put yourself out there, you are going to attract like minded people. And the best way to continue that conversation is probably offline as well as online. The two are not exclusive. So yeah. Exactly. Especially if you meet people because we are global citizens now. We travel a lot so we can keep relationships going. And when you're passing through again, reconnect. Uh, and there's always that third and fourth meeting that something good happens. You know, it's never the first to it's usually the third, fourth and fifth that you finally suddenly find a way to work together or, or really connect someone deeper. Yeah. Now let's talk blogging for a minute. You mentioned blogs. Yeah. Uh, there. I've got a blog that served me really, really well over the past eight years or so. Um, I know you've got more than one blog, don't you? Um, what do you get out from blogging? You know, it really challenges me to find my voice. Um, I haven't found it yet. I've, I've tried so many iterations. Um, I do have more than one blog. I think I've got about seven on the go at the moment. But you won't see them all. Some are, some are under the radar. Some are for clients. Some are collaborative. Because you and I, you know, again, this is this idea that most people think it's an outward tool to tell the world about um, what you got on offer. Whereas you and I both know we could start a blog together, collaboratively, like Tumblr or WordPress, and it could be private from anybody in the world, and we the ones with only access and editing rights, and we use it to develop ideas or develop um, deeper understanding of maybe an industry and sector we're trying to to get our get our um, get our markets ready for or something. Um, departments can use them, and our schools have used them um, to collaborate with their students and stuff like that. There's so many ways, so. Blogging to me is still one of, an, uh, one of the essential social media pieces of kit. We talked about it as a, a suite of tools and as a piece of kit. Uh, and within blogs itself, you have all these graduation levels, whether you start at the most simplest, which is something like Tumblr, you know, um, very, very simple. Or if you want to split hairs, you know, you could say Twitter is a micro blogging platform. Um, although I don't like to put it in that camp because it's just, it's just a status update platform it's fantastic i love it don't get me wrong but it's not really blogging uh blogging asks probably a little bit more of you um and then yeah i, I think you can graduate up to the WordPresses, self-installed stuff you know uh, if you want to get a little bit geeky and having a muck around uh, but it's a, it's a wonderful tool to challenge you to find your voice and like i said it doesn't have to be written it could be images with with text overlaid it could be audio like we're doing now or it could be video it could be some hybrid of them all you know, you could play around with kinetic typography, which I really love online at the moment. There's a growing trend. Um, there's so many things you can do here. It's, it's really interesting. You know, I speak to IT business owners and I try to encourage them uh, to get out there and blog. And again, going back to something I said earlier on, a, a lot of people automatically say, well, nobody will read what I put out there. And I say, well, it doesn't really matter in the first instance. I think I heard Tom Peters talk about blogging the one time. He was saying it doesn't matter. It may have been Seth Godin, forgive me, but he said it doesn't matter if, if anybody reads it. You know, it's going to um, uh, you're going to carry on writing. You're going to get good at it. And when you get good at it, people are going to start reading reading it i think it helps you to clarify your own voice as you've you've said that type of thing and also it's, it should help you to reach out professionally uh, like if you're starting a blog as an it manager please don't blog about what you're doing uh, and the nice day out you had as a team 
forget that. Think about it as a space to develop relationships with people that you want relationships with, whether it be literally your heroes in your space, your industry, your sector leaders. Why aren't you covering their books? Um, they're probably on Twitter. They've probably got blogs themselves. You can link to them. They'll find your trackback links. They'll start a conversation with you. Uh, why aren't you interviewing people like you are and, and featuring them on your blog and then doing that deep in relationships? You know, I was getting at one point, you know, 70 to 80,000 uniques uh, a month to my side just because I did this simple scenario of, of featuring interesting industry development stuff, which I was learning from whilst I was doing that. I was also interviewing people like you're just doing now. And when you do that, you develop a relationship with them deeper than just an email. You learn from them because you're asking them questions. And then secondly, thirdly, sorry, you're stealing their audience in a sense, because when you post that online, they're going to invariably say, go and check out so-and-so. They just interviewed me. Um, so you've got all these reciprocal gains from the idea of having a blog, a space to develop your voice, but in doing so, you develop an audience and a character and a relationship within your sector. Hey, I've got to ask you the question. So you talked about it at right at the top of the conversation, but when most of us think about social media, it's hard to ignore one name. I'm really intrigued. Open-ended question for you. How do you see Facebook as part of the social media mix? Um, it's a behemoth. It's a big elephant in the room for most organizations. Uh, for me, it's an elephant in a room that should be shooed away. Um, I think it's broken. Until a few years ago, uh, the metaphor we were using, probably about four years ago, I shifted my metaphor. Yeah, three or four years ago, it was like Facebook. It's got a half a billion people on it because I was like, you know, four years ago, half a million people on it or whatever many there was at that time. Um, it's wonderful. And if it was a, a physical street with all these people, loitering and, and chilling out and having fun, you'd want a physical shop there, like a shop face so you could sell stuff and be there and, and, and engage with them and all that stuff. And the, the metaphor has changed into it's still a street, but people usually use Facebook nowadays because it's a carnival. They hang out with their friends and it's still a party and they're sharing ideas and sharing really photos of their kids and what they're up to and stuff and that's cool and credible as a platform it serves a social utility which is what it exists for as a as a space to sell stuff or promote stuff it's broken because the algorithms are now definitely weighted against you unless you want to throw some bucks at it and it does get much much better and people have had a huge amount of success and the and the point is that people are there like i say to not connect with you they connect with friends they already have relationships with. There is a caveat to that, though. Unless you're an established brand or a name, and I mean name in the widest possible sense, like you're the All Blacks or you're, you're Black IPs or whatever, you're really already at an audience, then to be on there, it's already a win-win for you. You're not really going to miss out uh, because people are going to be interested. They are going to be trying to engage with you and stuff there. And you can have a lot of fun. If you're trying to start to use Facebook today uh, in any business form, it's really hard to crack it. And there's other better things you can do, like Twitter, like blogs, like even Pinterest and, and Tumblr and other places, um, even traditional forum sites. You know, They still kind of work a lot or email, pray tell. Mm -hmm. But that still, still wins if you can get some great content and build relationships up slow. Um, take, the, take the idea of trees, grow slow, grow strong, you know, uh, put down roots, don't be silly about this. Yeah. 
all the things you read in the paper about accelerated growth and all that stuff, yeah, they exist, but they're the example to prove the rule, you know? Uh, and the rule is still, you're going to have to put the hours in, you're going to have to have a great product and service, um, you are going to have to talk to people, and you're going to have to add value. So, yeah, Facebook, it's, I, I came off Facebook a couple of years ago, and I really don't miss it. You've talked about value. You've shared incredible value with uh, the listeners of the podcast there. I'm very respectful of your time. Really appreciate it. As we begin to wrap up our chat, um, I know you've just finished TEDx Wellington for this year. What are you working on next? Um, I'm about to head over to the States again in a couple of weeks' time to do a little bit of R&R there um, with a conference called Hatch, Hatch Festival. Check that out, Hatch Festival. It's in Montana. Mine runs that, which is just compelling to say the least. I'm uh, also doing some uh, work out there with a couple of clients, uh, design clients and urban designers and stuff like that. Uh, and I'm still keeping up with my mentorship and coaching. I've got a few clients to do that now, um, which is kind of fun. And I like it because it's one-to-one. Uh, I still do a little bit of strategy work here and there um, for clients, and I really enjoy that. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of my focus. I'm trying to figure out where I'm going to be when I grow up. So if any of your listeners have any ideas, <laughs> please get in touch. Um, because, yeah, I'm still working out all of this stuff. I enjoy it. I love social media. I think it's brilliant. Um, but I'm looking for my next challenge, wherever that might be. Well, uh, if anybody wants to find you online, and you talked about the uh, the one-on-one mentoring, do you have slots open for um, anybody listening to this podcast? IT business owners maybe want to speak to an expert. On, yeah, uh, I've always to- got a couple open. You know, the Skype is a great medium, like we're doing now. Um, I use Skype and Google Docs and email as my uh, modes of choice there to, to mentor people. It's very one-to-one. It's very creative. It's very strategic in terms of I won't do it for you, but I'll I'll lead you to the water. Um, and I'll show you the benefits and values you can get of these platforms. And I'll think I'll ask better questions of you. Uh, that's the kind of take uh, that uh, the approach that I take to people. Um, and it's been quite successful. And I've still, like I said, I've got a few from the UK, a couple in America, uh, one in Canada, and a couple out here in Wellington, New Zealand as well at the moment. Um, but yeah, always open for anybody who thinks they need a little bit of guidance on this stuff. And where can people find you online? A couple of places. Probably best is my website, which is just a dnk.com, and that's spelled out, uh, I'm afraid. So it's J U S T A D A N D A K.com. So it's J U S T A D A N D.com. So when you say it, it's just a D and a K.com. And you'll find links to my LinkedIn on there and Twitter uh, and my blog and all the other information relating to what I do in this world. Fantastic. Well, I think you've got the best domain name (laughs) that anybody could have. And um, it's been an absolute joy to speak to you. And I hope we can do it again soon. It's been uh, a lot of fun. Definitely, Richard. Thanks for doing these podcasts as well. Just from my perspective, it's always great to see someone doing stuff like this and exemplar really of what we've just been talking about, added value into the world with no other reason that you can uh, a perfect uh, manifest of what we've just been discussing. Thank you, Richard. Oh, I appreciate it. Thanks a lot, DK. Wow, I don't know about you, but I got a great deal of value from listening to DK talk about going beyond social media marketing. Such a smart guy and got his finger on the pulse of the changes in the industry uh, around social media. Really enjoyed that conversation and hope you did too. 
If there's anyone you would like to hear me speak to on Tub Talk, then please do reach out to me. Um, you can get me on Twitter at Tublog, T-U-B-B-L-O-G. And you can also email me at richard at tublog.co.uk and visit the blog at www.tublog.co.uk. Quick shout out as well for uh, my YouTube channel, which you can get to at www.youtube forward slash R-T-U-B-B, R-Tub. And we've got quite a lot of video interviews up there. Is videos more your thing? Uh, then you can go and see uh, plenty of interviews and other videos that I've got up there. I encourage you to check that out. And finally, I want to give a big shout out to a number of people who have left wonderful five-star reviews on iTunes for me. Uh, really means a lot because with those five-star reviews on iTunes, just helps to gain visibility for the podcast, encourage more listeners along here. Uh, so a big shout out to Chris Marr, to Michael DeGroote, to Mike Russell, to Matt Barton of Ostrich IT, and to Catherine Bryant. Thank you for the wonderful five-star reviews that you left and the really flattering comments. Very much appreciate it. If you can leave a five-star review for me on iTunes for this podcast, um, I'd really appreciate it. And uh, give me a shout-out on Twitter, at Tublog, and I'll be sure to give you a shout-out on the podcast. So that's it for episode four. Hope you found it valuable, and I look forward to hearing your feedback. Thanks for listening, and I hope we get an opportunity to speak soon.